Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me, and I can't believe it. Last time you heard from me, I was like, ooh, nothing interests me. I don't want to research anything for the show. I keep trying to pick topics and research, and I just, I don't care. And that's like, you know, it is what it is. I Our interests wax and wane, and my interest in the topics of, I guess, sex, drugs, or spirituality had waned until I watched a documentary this weekend. And oh boy, does it hit on all the topics of sex, drugs, and spirituality. Um, This documentary was on YouTube, and it was called The Dolphin House. Sorry, I ate a lot of peanut butter today. I think I have cotton mouth. Um, Okay, the documentary is called The Dolphin House, and it's about this scientist named John C. Lilly, who um, committed all sorts of mid-century medical research horrors. Um, But this story has it all. LSD, dolphin hand jobs, what more could you ask for? So this guy named John C. Lilly, he was born in 1915. And he um, did research for the government, specifically for the military during World War II. He was a neuroscientist and a psychoanalyst. The mid-century psychiatry was a whole fucking thing, too. Remember, this was, like, new to Americans going to an analysis and uh, a lot of people worshipping Sigmund Freud, that sort of deal. Um, and this guy, uh, a, among his other things, he did invent the isolation tank, sensory deprivation tank, or what we now call a float tank. Um, and he designed this to help people explore the nature of their consciousness, which is super cool. Um, but more importantly, when he was with the government, he worked on mapping monkey brains. So all that horrible black and white footage, if you've ever seen it, I've seen it sampled in like grunge music videos of the 90s where it's like monkeys in labs with electrodes in their brain and just these white lab coats being like, if I press this button, they die. Um, that's the work that John C. Lilly was doing. Because if you can map a brain, you can control a brain. And that's kind of, I think, what the government was working on. Um, Later, he began researching dolphins because uh, I believe what happened was he encountered like a dead dolphin or a beached dolphin. And he was impressed with the size of its brain because back then it was thought that the bigger the brain the higher the intellect. So if you found a creature that had a really big brain, um, it was probably a really smart one, uh, which I don't know is true anymore. Fuck. Why do I always yawn when I record? Is it because I find it boring? Is it because I am bored of myself? It's positive. How is my mouth both wet and dry at the same time? Um. Okay, so I'm not going to go too much into this, guys. Uh, childhood. He uh, was really into Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. Um, Wives, who gives a shit? Um, Okay. 
that's not interesting. That's not interesting. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So, um, well, well, Wikipedia cuts out the whole monkey part, but he did. He did fucking work on monkeys for the government. And then he decided that he wanted to study dolphins and he wanted to do it on his own. And, um, what he did was he had this, um, he had this house in, I believe, St. Thomas, um, you know, an island community in the Caribbean. And the bottom floor, like what would be the basement, was actually just a tank. And so the water in the tank would get cleaned um, in and out with the tides because they would go through it like there was netting to keep the dolphins in but the water could flush through so it was naturally cleaned and he what he wanted to do was he wanted to teach dolphins English which is pretty noble considering that I mean what we know from primate research which I believe happened after this but what we know from primate research is like you can teach certain animals the English language or a new language but they don't necessarily have the vocal cords to reproduce the sounds that humans make with their mouth so that is why um, when you see those gorillas that speak sign language is because their mouths can't form English words um, so they have to speak sign language because their hands are similar to ours. So that is a way that the language can cross the, uh, interspecies divide. But this guy didn't think about that. He's like, clearly dolphins, cause he would hear dolphins in the lab kind of mimicking sounds. I think it said his wife was the first one who noticed this. Like he was down in his operating theater with his assistants. And when he would talk, the dolphin would be like, bah, 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 bah. and then when his assistant would talk, the dolphin would be like, because the assistant was a woman. And so his wife was like, hey, this dolphin is mimicking you guys. Um, boo, 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 pee, boo, pee, pee, pee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I was a dolphin, I would also make fun of humans. Um, so they're like, well, clearly dolphins want to learn English. Let's teach these dolphins. Let's teach them dolphins English. And um, so he decides like this is going to be his new research thing. He's getting funding. Um, and there's this lady who lives on the island. Her name is Margaret how love it and she loved animals and dolphins she was a very empathetic person and she heard there was a guy on the island with a dolphin research lab and despite not having a scientific background she went down to the lab and was like hey I want to be involved and the lab director I'll get you his name he's done other things in science um Gregory Bateson the lab director was like, okay, um, here's a notebook, observe this dolphin, and um, I'll see what you do. And he was pretty blown away because her powers of observation uh, were incredible. And he was like, she, this lady Margaret could be a real asset to our dolphin lab. I don't have 
any diet A and W near me, guys. I'm so cotton mouthy. Um, so uh, hold on, I gotta drink water, and you know I'm not gonna edit this out because I don't, I don't edit. Right, and there was like a little whisper of water at the bottom of my cup. Um, okay. So this lady's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna work with you because I know how to observe dolphins and um, that I, I'm in. And so when she starts working around the lab, she's like, this is kind of fucked up that we work with the dolphins and then we all go home. And she says, I think you should make this house waterproof. <laughs> I, I want to see like a full diagram of how this house works. Because she says, I want you to make this house waterproof so like I can just live with the dolphins. And she worked on the construction. Like she started waterproofing up this whole house. So it wasn't just like this basement kind of carport situation that water came in and out of where the dolphins were. But they could go into all the rooms. Um, and she had like a little bed and she had a desk that hung from the ceiling. So like her desk chair was in the water and she would take her notes on her little desk and she would sleep in there. And, um, just the idea of like looking around a guy's house and being like, listen, I need to spend some more time with your dolphins. So I'm going to start plastering your entire house. Um, it's, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's the audacity, but I guess like uh, the, my last boyfriend, I moved in and redid his whole house, but it wasn't so I could spend time with dolphins. It's so that we could live like humans. Um, so uh, anyways, she waterproofs the house and they start this like, I think initially it was going to be like a couple months and then it became six months where she's going to live six days a week with one of the dolphins. There were two girls and there was one boy and she chose the boy because he was younger and had, like, no one had attempted to teach him language before. So he was a raw slate. Um, and so his name was, was his name Peter? I feel like it's so relevant. I'm just going to start listing names. Um, Peter, James. Uh, I, it's, it seems very um, relevant to the story, especially when I'm making fun of them later. Um... Oh, yeah, his name is Peter. His name is Peter the Dolphin. Listen, we're, I'm going to talk about this lady jerking off the guy, the dolphin. So I need to know his name. It's very relevant. So she's living there, and six days a week, she's living with him and teaching him and observing him and taking notes. And the seventh day, he gets to go down with the ladies. But um, there's a problem, because Peter is a young adolescent dolphin, which means he's coming of age, he's getting horny. And... There are, like, some quotes from this lady who's, like, you know, he was very fascinated with me. Like, he just, he would stare at the back of my knees trying to figure out how they worked. And I was flattered by his curiosity. It's very odd. It's very odd. This is why you should never fucking be isolated with anyone. Because, well, I do a reality TV podcast. We cover dating shows. And, like, this is how women end up thinking they're in love with Brett Michaels because they're isolated with Brett Michaels, right? Well, this lady was isolated with this dolphin. It's just her and the dolphin. And she's like, I was so flattered. He loved my knees. And her voice is great. She has, what do they call it, the transatlantic accent? Is that what it's called? The mid-Atlantic? You know, the 1940s newscaster voice. He was fascinated by my knees, and I was flattered. Um, anyways, 
<laughs> so, so, and the tapes of her lessons, because it was all recorded, they're so ridiculous. She's like, say, hello, Margaret. And then the dolphin's just like, ah, 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 which is the noise that my dog makes um, because my dog is an alien. Um, and she's like, good boy, try again. Hello, Margaret. And she's like, it was very impressive. He learned to make the sound, mmm, he needed to partially submerge herself. Um, it's so, it's so ridiculous. Like, I'm like, uh, does it, is he really speaking English? Or is he just mimicking, mimicking the rhythm of what you're saying? Is he really doing any better than the dolphins that were just observing and being like, ba 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 right like is this dog is this dog is this dolphin really speaking english and i don't know so anyways it it just seems so bizarre it seems crazy and it seems unhealthy and i don't think that a human should be just spending 24 7 with a goddamn dolphin oh my god i'm sorry i'm yawning this is definitely not boring so Peter is coming of age. He's developing sexual urges that are making him frisky. He's beginning to swim into her legs and knock her over and blah, blah, blah. And so when he gets horny, she's taking him downstairs to be with the other dolphins in the, in, you know, the main basement tank. And um, she realizes this is such an interruption to our lesson. Like this dolphin, he's having trouble focusing because he's horny. And then if I have to take him all the way down so he can swim around and play with these other dolphins and maybe fuck him, like it's, it's just, it's interrupting our progress and we're making so much progress. Hello, Margaret. Um, I'm sorry. I listened to the tapes. They, they don't sound like progress. I don't mean to insult this lady. She was really trying. So she decides that it would be easier if she were to just jerk him off so that they could get on with the lessons, why take him down to fuck other dolphins when I can just jerk him off and we can move forward? And I'm just going to say it's been about 20 years since the last time I Googled dolphin penis and it was to send to my friend who slept with a dolphin stuffed animal to traumatize her. Um, dolphin penises are huge. They are fucking huge and wild. Don't Google it because you're never going to be able to forget it. Um, so this lady, fuck, sorry guys, um, this lady starts jerking off the dolphin and she's like, it wasn't sexual, it wasn't private, anyone could watch, there were other people around, because mind you, there was a photographer there as well who was documenting this, more on him later, so it was very public that she was jerking this dolphin off. But it wasn't thought of as weird or anything because it was just in the name of science to be able to focus on their lessons. And meanwhile, several years later, because this is 1965, this is happening. I think it was in 1970, Hustler published an article about it that basically people forgot about everything else the experiments are accomplished it was just this lady lived with and jerked off a dolphin which to be honest still is really fucking weird because she's like i felt that it brought us together it brought us closer together not sexually so to speak because it was very uh platonic on my end but just that we were spending more time together because he didn't have to go fuck other dolphins and like i'm the the minute you're jerking off a dolphin and you say it makes you feel um 
it makes you feel closer to the dolphin, there there's problems. There are definite problems involved. So, fuck, you guys. I'm really sorry. I didn't... It's just like... It's, I feel like yawning through a whole podcast is almost as annoying as chewing. And now you've got... I'm not chewing, but you've got my weird cotton mouth, wet mouth sounds. You've got my yawns. Like, why... Why is anyone listening to this? This is why. See, I used to really, really, really want to make a living out of this podcast. And now that I've accepted that it's not going to happen, I'm just out here yawning and smacking and it's ridiculous. Also, I'm fucking tired. (sighs) Because I'm working my tail off, guys. I'm working my tail off. The Phoenix Suns are in the NBA playoffs. It's a big deal. So I'm working extra days because we need extra hands whenever they have games. They're running me ragged. We got all this other events happening because we're across, my bar's across the street from a private school and like the parents all come to get drunk on game night and like there's horrible, horrible hordes of rich white people who are like, I need beer, and they're sloppy fucking retards. Um, (laughs) this is where I get the iTunes reviews who say, host seems okay, but uses the R word. Um, anyways, uh, what was I saying? I'm fucking tired, I guess. Uh, Maybe I haven't also had enough, uh, coffee today. Um, so... Whereas, oh, oh, the other part of this is that John C. Lilly said, I'm going to stay out of this. I'm going to continue to live in the dolphin house, but I'm going to stay out of this because I want you to bond with Peter, like in the way that a parent bonds with a child and the child learns how to talk by being around the parent all the time and the parent talking, right? So what he does, because he's also really gotten into LSD and he's one of the few scientists because LSD is like legal under certain pharmaceutical like research guidelines and John C. Lilly is licensed to do experiments with LSD. So what he does is in the upstairs of the dolphin house he has one of his float tanks and he just basically does acid all day and goes in his float tank and sends good vibes. And there's a lot of interviews with him talking about I don't know psychonaut type stuff um in relation to dolphins it's pretty fucking crazy he was really good friends with the creator producer of the show flipper um one article said that it was that producer's wife who introduced him to acid i don't know it feels like he might have been into it earlier it's hard the timeline listen I'm not writing anything anymore. So I didn't write out a timeline because sometimes I, I, I used to write out timelines so that I could figure out like which sources were conflicting about dates and stuff. I'm not doing it. I think he was in LSD prior to the show Flipper starting prior to making friends with that producer's wife. But some people say she's the one who introduced him because, you know, the Hollywood potty crowd, they love their lysergic acid. Um... So, so yeah, Margaret's down there. By the way, she shaved her head before moving into the dolphin house to, I guess, make, like, get ready for spending life in the water. Like, she didn't have to want to have to deal with wet hair or whatever. So, she looks crazy because, she looks crazy because she has a shaved head 
And she's wearing like a leotard, kind of for our modern audiences, what Beyonce wore in the single ladies video, like a three quarter length sleeve with a like, you know, bathing suit cut bottom. Like it's a leotard. It's a dance leotard. She's wearing this leotard. She has a shaved head and she's living in a in in a pool, in a house pool, jerking off a dolphin. And over time, as John C. Lilly does acid more and more, he kind of cares less and less about the dolphins, although he does want to start giving the dolphins acid. Like, it's just like every hippie who's kind of like reached their idea of spiritual awakening via psychedelic drugs. Now they're like, we better put this in the water supply. It's going to solve all of Earth's problems. And like, honestly, it... it if you ask me, it probably couldn't hurt. If like it would, it, it would definitely help create a um, what can we say, a a cohesive collective consciousness. Like if everyone got a little taste of awakening. But you can't poison water supplies is the thing. You gotta let people go on their own spiritual journey. You can't just dump it in the water supply. You goddamn hippie. You know what I mean? Because people need to have bodily autonomy and unfortunately for decades what that meant was the government scared the snot out of people and no one did psychedelics because they thought it would make you crazy and jump out of a window or whatever sort of propaganda there was and I think it helped create this sort of thing where we all exist in little tiny bubbles um it's a weird, weird world, and I'm not entirely against it, having recently moved back to the heart of a major metropolitan city and being surrounded by homeless people, that I'm like, no, I do, listen, I live in the world's tiniest little shoebox apartment, and I don't want to leave it. You know why? Because the minute I leave it, I have homeless people trying to literally get in my car with me. This is a true story. I went to the drugstore across the street from my complex yesterday and I had to drive. Even though it's walking distance, I had to drive because it's not safe for someone to walk, let alone a woman. I, this is where I hate being a woman, where I'm like, I guess if you're a big dude, then people always want to start shit with you. But if you're a woman, people always want to like victimize you. So either way, it's just going places alone as a person sucks. But as a woman, it's definitely scarier because we are... Um, smaller and less strong. Although, to be honest, <sighs> most men these days are not as strong as me because they don't work out. And sometimes I just, like, look at them and I'm like, well, like, clearly you have a little dick because I feel like even just lifting up your dick to piss, you would have bigger biceps than what you currently have like you literally have veal arms and I'm so confused by the situation because you don't even look strong enough to pick up your dick unless your dick is a micro dick um so <laughs> I I've like gone full Jersey Shore I just need you to know that in 2009 we all thought the people of Jersey Shore were out of their minds because it was just gym tanning and laundry and it was just like these people are spray painting their skin and all they do is work out and like make sure their outfits are fresh to death. And we were so judgmental on them. But like real talk, that is where I am right now. I am spray tanned to the gods. We all know that like I got a spray tan. I saw the Gucci movie. I think I'm Italian now. I'm not. I'm fucking not. But it's, listen, I think it's like way better than being what I am. And so... So I'm fake Italian and like really all I want is for people to like work out like because the 
it's the only thing in the world that makes me feel good. Like, it's the only thing in the world that takes the edge off of my depression or fucking, honestly, anything helps level me out mentally so I'm not a wackadoo is working out. I just think everyone should work out. Everyone should tan. And yeah, guess what? Everyone should have an outfit that's like fresh to death. You should have clean clothes. You should have a clean house. I just think like that sort of thing where it's like, that's vapid. I'm like, meh, but is it? But is it like my dad is a total redneck and like when you when I talk to him on the phone, he's just like, well, you're taking good care of your car. You're saving money. All right, I'll let you go. Sounds like you're busy. And like you could call him a simpleton, but like are those not important things? Is not protecting your investment that allows you to commute to be able to make a living? Is that not at the top of your to do list? And is not saving money a good idea for I don't know illness or personal disaster or retirement god forbid well like listen we're not retiring but so like sometimes I think that we dismiss people who boil life down to its simplest components and I am envious of them I am so envious of them when when um you know, everyone was hemming and hawing about should they or shouldn't they get the vaccine and is it safe or isn't it and it's only trial approved and this or that and everyone was just their whole day was being fraught trying to weigh through information regarding COVID and COVID vaccines. And you want to know what my redneck, redneck dad said? He said, well, I went ahead and got it. I mean, if all it takes is a shot to get back to normal, let's do it. And I think that... A lot of people could do with being less complicated in the way that my father is. Because you know what he's not? Neurotic. And being neurotic is not only annoying to people around you, it is miserable to be neurotic. So just striving for a little bit of simplicity. Well, what do I have on my to-do list today? I need to gym. I need to tan. I need to do laundry. And in between all that, I will go to work and make a living, but that's not even at the top of my list. Like, that's going to happen regardless. The things that I'm focusing on and prioritizing are the gym and the tanning and the laundry. And the work that happens as well. Um, How have I gone from dolphin hand jobs to Jersey Shore? Literally no one knows. So, um... (laughs) So anyways, this guy's doing a bunch of acid. He doesn't really care about dolphin research anymore. Um, This is also the age where not only is Flipper out, but there's like sci-fi movies involving dolphins. Like dolphins are a big deal. My boyfriend was telling me today that he saw something about how the Russians have military dolphins. I'm like, yeah, I guess dolphins are a big deal. The government loves weaponizing a dolphin. Um, Personally, I, I guess if the dolphin came at me, I would flee because I don't. I don't want their big old dick anywhere near me. It's fucking disgusting. I don't, I love water. This is where the conflict in me uh, resides. I love water, but I really hate a lot of sea creatures. And um, like, I'm scared of fish, which I know is insane. But like, it, I grew up on a lake and when they brush against your leg, it's like, oh, it's so gross. It's like nails on a chalkboard. And um the other night I was really high and I watched a documentary about the Great Barrier Reef. And um, it's where I learned that coral is neither, uh, what is it? It's not a rock and it's not a plant. It's a living creature. Coral is alive. How did I not know this? 
How did I not know this? Because I went to school in America. I don't know anything. I grew up on lakes, not oceans. I don't know anything. The first time I saw a jellyfish, it was washed ashore and I was poking it with my toe because I thought it was a breast implant because it looked exactly like a gummy bear breast implant from Dr. 90210. And I'm more familiar with plastic surgery than I am sea life. Like that is the, that is the, uh, industrialized world in which I live is that I have no idea what's going on in nature. I thought that a jellyfish was a breast implant and thank God it did not sting me. Cause I like called a friend over. I was like, this is so weird. There's like a breast implant that washed up and I'm kicking it. And she's like, that's a jellyfish. Please stop. Um, so, <laughs> so the, they lose their funding for this dolphin house and they, Margaret has to like help move the dolphins into John C. Lilly bought a like a bank, an old bank that was no longer used as a bank, and he put tanks in the basement of the bank and put the dolphins in it. And this was a big change because remember, they had this it was a tank, but it was connected to the ocean. So the water was coming in and out and stuff. And so they lived basically in the ocean and around people and they had all this space to now they were in these horrible little pens in the basement of a bank so they're not getting fresh water or sunlight or anything they're living like american people do in cubicles these dolphins and you want to know what peter the dolphin did he killed himself because okay and i should have said this earlier dolphins are not uh is it autonomic where it's part of your automatic nervous system like humans we breathe um unconscious like subconsciously so like we don't have to remember to breathe our bodies do it for us um but dolphins and many other sea creatures don't so they like they don't really sleep they like kind of go into a hibernating mode but they're still awake and conscious because if not they suffocate which None of these fucking so-called scientists even knew when they started doing experiments on dolphins because like John C. Lilly, he was trying to put electrodes in dolphins' brains um, before the pre-dolphin house. He's trying to put electrodes in these dolphins' brains and he's just killing them because he's putting them, them under anesthesia and then they're dying because they don't know to breathe because they're anesthetized. And then he realized like, oh, we have to do surgery on them when they're awake. Because we couldn't possibly put them on a goddamn respirator, which is what we do for humans when we fucking... Anyways. Anyways, this guy's just killing dolphins because he's a fucking retard. Like, you're ready to cut open their brains and experiment on their brains, and you don't even know how they breathe or if they sleep. You have no fucking idea what you're doing. You're just going in there. Is right. This is the world could use maybe a lot more Margarets who just sit and write in a notebook, and a lot less John C. Lilies who are like, "Give me a scalpel. I don't know what I'm doing, but let's find out." In the name of quote unquote science. So, anyways, dolphins can kill themselves because because they have to put conscious effort into breathing. If they are unhappy, they will just float to the bottom of their water and stop breathing. They just tell themselves not to, to stop breathing. And when they block out, they don't automatically start breathing the way like a human is. Like if you pass out from holding your breath, the minute you pass out, you're going to start gasping for air. But dolphins are not that because when they're passed out, they are not able to consciously tell themselves to breathe. So anyways, Peter fucking killed himself because number one, he's in love with Ma Margaret. 
He's in love with Margaret, the researcher, right? I mean, listen, she has beautiful knees and she jerks him off. So he's so in love with her. Um, and so not only has he been separated from the love of his life, but he's living in the basement of a bank in a pen. And it was just a couple weeks into that that he killed himself. And then Dr. Lily did have the guts to call Margaret to be like, hey, your dolphin friend, boyfriend, student, son, baby, he killed himself. And she says like that she wasn't super upset because at least he wasn't hurting anymore and that it hurt her less to know that he had ceased to exist than to know that he was suffering in a negative captivity situation which listen margaret is so objective she was kind of meant to be a scientist because the way she talks about things is so practical and unemotional like i jerked him off so he could focus i'm happy to know he's no longer suffering because he is dead um because she's like, listen, when the experiment ended, if it was a dog or a cat, I could have taken it with me. But like, I didn't have the means to take on a dolphin. Like it was his dolphin. It was his lab. And did I already say that when he was doing LSD and living in the dolphin house and he wanted to give the dolphins LSD, she had to beg and plead like, please, like you can give it to the two chick dolphins, but do not give it to Peter. And she had like, she had to beg him. Um, and she didn't want him giving it to any of the dolphins at all. It horrified her, but um, she couldn't stop him because it was his lab and his dolphins, but he did concede to not give Peter LSD. Um, so what a good guy. What a good guy. So, and this guy, John C. Lilly, he's written all these books about acid and dolphins, and I'm sure they're fascinating. He is such like a symbol of that time, like of the LSD era of science. Um, and, and I think like his heart was probably in the right place, but like also these horrific experiments on animals are kind of unforgivable even though I, it's like, oh, this thing has like a brain. It, it's kind of human-like. I bet we could communicate with it. Let's put electrodes in its brain. I just, you know what I mean? But the military does horrible experiments on humans too. So these aren't, and he did, I obviously he left the, the military research to do his own and, and ended with a lady tugging off a dolphin. The weirdest part is that um, the guy who was, photographing Margaret's training, the guy who lived in the house as well. I don't think he stayed overnight, but he would come every day to photograph the experiments and lessons. Margaret married him, and then they later bought the dolphin house. Where did I say it was in? St. Tropez? It's somewhere in the Caribbean. I'm just naming what sounds like islands. I'm just making up island names. But they bought the dolphin house, and they married, and they lived there and raised children. Which I like, I'm sure they remodeled it to make it more house-like. I think they left the bottom where, like, the ocean could swim through. Like, they took the nets down so, like, animals could swim through. Like, the like basically picture their houses on stilts. It's on an island in the ocean, but, like, part of the, when the tides come up, they come through. Well, anyways, their fucking basement is the ocean, and... But can you imagine marrying the person who took photographs who saw you jerk off a dolphin? I mean, talk about a guy with a lot of confidence. Like, especially, he must have been real confident in his donger. Because, like, once you go dolphin, do you go back to... <laughs> 
it's gross. It's gross. I don't even want to think about it. But he saw her jerk off a dolphin and he married her and they had children and they raised those children in the house in which he witnessed her jerking off a dolphin. That's the wildest shit I've ever heard. It really is. If I had been part of this like failed experiment with this crazy drug addict who later fucking, you know, put my dolphin friend in a basement and the dolphin killed itself, I would probably want to get as far away from that memory as possible. Not not buy the house and move into it and raise children unless they jerked off dolphins together, unless they were like, oh, my God, we love jerking. I know you love jerking off dolphins. I saw you do it. I too love jerking off dolphins. Let's buy the dolphin house so we have a dolphin basement so we can jerk off dolphins together. I it's the mo it's the weirdest thing in the entire world. Because for me, when things in my life fail or whatever, I'm kind of like, okay, next up. Like, I wouldn't this sounds weird, but like, okay, if I think of like the worst period of my life where I'm working the worst job and living in the worst house and like everything is just like really struggle busting and whatever. I don't want to buy that house and then marry someone from that horrible job. So I kind of feel suspended in that. But I guess to Margaret, this wasn't a bad time in her life. It was her first job as a scientist. I don't know if she ever went back to school to become a scientist. I would think she should have because obviously she has an aptitude for that. She's the Jane Goodall of dolphins. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, it's so weird. Um, and then John C. Lilly, he eventually changed his tune and he became like anti-experimenting on dolphins and he realized, oh, like we shouldn't be, um, torturing them for research and we probably shouldn't be trying to teach them English. Nowhere in the documentary that I watched, it was only an hour long. Nowhere in that documentary did they ever say, hey, dolphins, by the way, it turns out dolphins are incapable of replicating human vocal noises. And they have plenty of other like this is what it's this is what it, it reminds me of, like when, um, you know, Europeans colonize places and then they kidnap them. And I'm thinking particularly of Australia, where like they kidnap the aboriginal children and put them in forced schools where they force them to learn English over their native language and like their, you know, corporal punishment if they do speak their native language. Like this lady's like, come on, nope, nope, speak to me in English. Come on, PETA. And it's like, dolphins have really advanced language. They have like two sides of their brain that they can speak with at the same time. And someone compared it to if humans could have one vocal conversation and one sign language conversation at the same time, but they were different, totally different conversations, which there are certain people who can do that. It's very, very rare. Um, there's people who can listen to an audiobook, a different audiobook in each ear, and they remember both of them. Which is like impossible, like for most people, because if you have something different playing in each ear, it just becomes like cacophony and like it doesn't make sense. But there are people who you can do that and their brain can understand both. And dolphins have a similar ability. So it's like, hey, if you think that these creatures are so intelligent and so smart and advanced with language, why don't you try to learn their language first instead of being like all strict and stern and being like, no, no dolphinese, as they say. I kept calling it dolphinese. 
oh, fuck. No dolphinese speak English. And then I'm just like, listen, you're already in the ocean. Why don't you learn its language first? Why don't you just... I think the best way to learn about animals in general is just to observe them doing their thing. And you could probably learn more about dolphin language by observing dolphins communicating with each other than you could trying to teach them English. Um, hot take. Hot take. Also... I'm very uncomfortable with the concept of this lady giving hand jobs to a dolphin. And I know that you can tell that because I can't stop talking about it. Um, but anyways, guys, happy hump day. Um, sorry you had to listen to me yawn and have like weird wet dry mouth. Um, Google the dolphin house on YouTube if you want to watch this documentary. I was sober when I watched it and I had the reaction that I usually get when I watch something stoned where I was like, what? No. What? No, like the whole time I was like, this is, this cannot be real. So I, chances are, um, I'm probably going to get stoned and watch it again. Uh, it seems like my boyfriend is kind of interested in it. Um, but also he likes to drink while watching movies. So by the end of it, he's just fucking talking because drunk people fucking talk. It's so annoying. Um, and, uh, is that nice? Is that nice how I talk about him? Um, but it's not just him. It's all people who drink. You're fucking annoying. Um, if you want to run your mouth, get a podcast. It's like $17 a month for web hosting. Get Anchor. It's free. They don't even sponsor the show because they don't use Anchor. But like, start a fucking podcast if you want to rant. Don't fucking rant over a movie because no one likes that. No one fucking likes that. And most of all, don't jerk off a dolphin. Happy hump day. <laughs>